was behind the door in my Joe outfit and everything. And I remember my heart beating out of my chest. And it was like the, the hue, the yellow light was seeping through the creaks of the door. And I was like, is this it? Am I about to go to heaven? And I walked through the door and completely blacked out. You're listening to Skip Intro with me, Krista Smith. Due to his father's position in the Army, Charles Melton spent the majority of his childhood at military bases around the globe before his family settled down in Kansas. Although he always had an interest in acting, football came first. Charles was on his high school team and eventually played for Kansas State University under coach Bill Snyder. Eventually, he turned his sights away from a career in the NFL to pursue his dream of becoming an actor. His mother and grandmother packed up as much food as Charles could carry, and with just $500 in his pocket, he drove to Los Angeles. His big break came when he was cast on the teen drama series Riverdale, where he spent six years playing a jock named Reggie Mantle. In Todd Haynes's May-December, we get to see a very different side of Charles. He plays a young husband and father named Joe, whose 20-year relationship with his wife Gracie began when he was a teenager. It's an incredibly nuanced and complicated part, which Charles manages to balance beautifully between gripping performances by his co-stars, Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman. Today, we'll hear all about that experience and more as we get to know Charles and dig into the journey that brought him here. Hey, Charles Melton. Hey. I am so excited that I get to talk to you after you won your outstanding supporting actor at the Gotham Awards. I mean, it was so thrilling. We were all screaming because we were watching it from Los Angeles. But how are you feeling 24 hours after the fact? I just feel so much gratitude. I called my mom and my dad immediately afterwards backstage and was a little emotional. And uh, they're just so supportive. It was really sweet. Well, it's been amazing, your journey. And I am one of those people that can say I never saw Riverdale. So when I saw you in May, December, I was like, oh, my God, where did Todd Haynes find this guy? He's so good. It was such a sense of discovery for me. Kind of starts as Elizabeth's movie, then it goes to Gracie, and then it's Joe's. And then suddenly it really the whole film rests on your shoulders. I just think it's incredible for us who haven't seen Riverdale. You came out of the blue. Obviously, you've been at this a Mm -hmm. long time. Uh, But can you tell me about what were your impressions when you first read the script? I was completely blown away. Sammy's script provided so much room to just explore. There was so much in between the text for all the characters and even really the uh, story of Joe. And I felt this innate connection to it immediately. And I remember cutting a trip short by three days so I could fly back to LA and just focus on self-taping. And I ended up spending six hours the day before I had to send him my self-tape before I got notes from the Todd Haynes and then send in another tape. And then the the next thing I knew, I was flying out to do a chemistry read with Todd and Julie in Laura Rosenthal's casting office. And that was a six-week process. So I was kind of like on this discovery of my character and Joe. And I was like, wow, this is the way that I want to work. This is incredible. And when I found out I got the call that 
you know, all the work I did leading up to those 23 days of filming just helped inform everything. And it was completely incredible. What was the first day of shooting for you? What was the scene that you shot? Yes. The first day we filmed the x-ray scene where Elizabeth visits Joe at work. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you think it'll help? Yeah. I, I already have an idea of what it must have felt like. What? What felt like? I was sneaking around with you. I probably shouldn't have said that. You won't tell anyone, will you? No worries. It's got a real yes. vibe, that scene. <laughs> yes, that was our first scene that I felt. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. But I felt so encouraged and taken care of with Todd and Natalie there on my first day. Well, whatever it was, it worked. Your nerves worked because Joe was kind of nervous. It was such an uncomfortable scene. I love the tension that Todd weaves throughout the film and this kind of tone. It's great. Yes. And then the chemistry with you and Julianne is unbelievable. Yes. I mean, we don't, I did not doubt it for a second. And I think about it and you're like, well, wait a minute. You shot this in 23 days. You probably just met her when you read with her, correct? That was the first yes. time you'd ever met. Yes. How was it getting that kind of rapport in such a short amount of time? I mean, I think I think it's just really a testament to Todd Haynes. I mean, we just came, we kind of came under the umbrella of Todd and just trusted him. And I think our trust in him allowed us to completely open up and just collaborate. And Julie and Natalie, I mean, masters at their craft, icons, legends. I I just felt elevated just by being around them. And they were so encouraging and uplifting. And, you know, Todd would host, we would do these dinners together uh, a couple days, a few days leading up to filming. And, and we would spend our weekends with each other and with the crew uh, having dinners, uh, me, Todd, Natalie, Julie, and then the crew and just like really getting to know each other on a human level and, you know, talking a little bit about the script. But when we came to set, Todd just, you know, Julie, I've heard Julie say this a few times, he does all the work for you. So when you come into this world, it's just like, oh, you can just exist. And when you have the scene partners and Natalie Portman and Julian Moore, you're like, I don't really have to think about what they're doing. I just need to focus on what I'm doing and just trust in Todd and, uh, Greatest experience in my career. Oh, it's incredible. It's just so, I'm yeah. so happy for you and, and also to get awarded for it. Very, very first of the season. It's got to be so thrilling. I'm wondering about when you say Julianne Moore, who I've known for her whole career. I adore her. She's one of my favorite actresses. She also was an army brat. Yes. And as were you. I mean, did you guys talk about that? Because it's kind of unique. You move around a lot. I was a little bit, uh, I was the youngest, so I did the least of moving. But I understand that kind of dynamic in a family. When I first met Julie, it was for a chemistry read. And I remember I was st standing outside Killer Films' office. Laura Rosenthal was there. Todd Haynes was there. Julian Moore was there. And I heard them talking about the first scene. And I was behind the door in my Joe outfit and everything. And I remember my heart beating out of my chest. And it was like the the hue, the yellow light was seeping through the creaks of the door. And I was like, is this it? Am I about to go to heaven? And I walked through the door 
and completely blacked out, saw Julie. She was wearing all white. She was she's an absolute angel, just incredible human. And immediately we started talking and I was like, you know, I, I, I was born in Juneau, Alaska. And she was like, I lived in Juneau, Alaska. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, she, uh, I'm an army brat. And she was, and I lived in Germany. She was like, I'm an army brat. I lived in Germany. So that was that immediate connection when we first met, which was pretty incredible that I think just helped kind of inform everything really maybe oh it's so special it's it's such a great it's like a discovery when i read that i was like oh my god that had to be yeah. such a great shorthand also athletes that's one of my other obsessions here i find that athletes that turn into artists are exceptional in a lot of ways and one is that they possess a kind of discipline other actors don't possess because of what they've come through right the discipline that it takes to be um in, in your case, a football player at, at that kind of level, that commitment, that kind of selflessness, um, mm. time management. And mm. you were a big football player, obviously, in high school yeah. and then in college. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but there were some NFL aspirations. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. That's my dream for like 10 years to play in the NFL. And how did it switch? I was driving to football practice one day and I heard on the radio, do you want to be a star? do you want to be an actor, singer, dancer, songwriter? I was like, yeah, I think so. And I called, I auditioned. I went to this convention thing. I ended up moving out to California six months later. Uh, I had like $500. My mom packed me like 60 packets of ramen, 60 packets of tuna, 60 cans of chicken noodle soup. And, um, you know, and then it it was just a journey. And it's so great that you're talking about sports and you know whenever you're a part of a team you kind of have to like find your role right whether it's one line or one scene you know the coach can be the director the director is the coach and you have like your teammates your co-stars your scene partners and just really what you what you bring to the set like on quote unquote game day as far as preparation so the technicality of uh, my preparation when it came to preparing for Joe, I, I think was really influenced and informed by just my upbringing as an athlete growing up. 100%. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I think that that you just that focus alone and, and being part of a bigger team and stepping yes. back and letting something go in and knowing when you need yeah. to step up and all of that stuff. No, I think it's really interesting. I just can't imagine that your parents let you drop out of school six months. <laughs> I have a son applying to college right now and I can't imagine like, oh my God, they must have just melted. They were so supportive. You oh, know? that's great. So supportive and... Yeah, I just have so much, yeah, just so much gratitude for them. It must be so special for them to see this. And obviously, it's not like this is your first success. You did do six seasons of of a giantly successful television show, correct? So that must have helped prepare you for kind of what you're doing right now. Absolutely. I was on Riverdale for six years, and I think I filmed close to over 100 episodes, maybe worth close to maybe a hundred directors and really built personal relationships with everybody on that cast that I'll have until the end of my days. And um, I just really learned so much about just, you know, every minute 
every take, every second mattered and coming together as a unit, as a team to tell this story and to bring joy to people when they, whenever they watch it on Netflix or on TV or whatever. And, you know, being able to, for me personally, you know, as an actor, you want to present things, right? You present your character's story or whatnot, but, you know, sometimes I think the representation of what someone receives is um, kind of bigger than you in a sense. And so I have a lot of gratitude for playing an all-American jock on Riverdale who happened to be Korean-American. So that was pretty awesome for me. Mm-hmm. And then you got to have a dad bod in May, December. <laughs> so yeah, what was I, that diet? What was that average food intake? It was interesting. Todd and I, we talked about never what Joe would look like, always what he would feel like. When would Joe have the time to work out or like watch football or anything like that? Probably never. He has three kids. He's a provider. He's taking care of his monarch butterflies. So the diet, I didn't really count calories. It wasn't like a super regimented thing. I just found comfort in food. And I really enjoyed that comfort. I ate five guys, pizza, ice cream. I really, uh, it wasn't like I was force feeding myself. I was just really eating whatever I wanted. The other thing that I wanted to ask you about was so interesting is the actors that play your kids, right? Oh, How they're so fantastic. Funny. No, it's just Laura Rosenthal. She casted those. They're all half crayon. Piper Kerr does half crayon. Lizzie's half crayon. Gabriel Chung's half crayon. Now it's his first job. His first time ever reading with an actor was our chemistry read on Zoom with me. And his first his first day of filming a scene was with Natalie Portman, Julianne Moore, me, and Todd Hayne. <laughs> I was like, good luck. <laughs> I was like, but it was so incredible. He's know? great. And that scene on the roof is one of the, it's just a uh, showcase in the film too. It's such a great yeah. scene. But did you find, uh, did you bond with them like outside of shooting and stuff? Have you guys, because I, I imagine yeah. they looked up to you, obviously. Uh, uh, they're, so, yeah, they're so sweet. We, um, yeah, you know, whenever I found out that they were coming to, well, they were playing my kids, I, you know, uh, I reached out, congratulated them, and, uh, you know, I invited them over. We watched movies. Uh, I ordered us pizza. I ordered us ice cream. I took Gabriel to the movies a couple of times. We all, like, did things together. We painted. I invited them over to do their laundry. It was very... I think all these things, I, I I firmly believe I would do all these things if I wasn't playing their dad in the movie anyhow, but it was cool to allow those things to inform what I did as an actor playing their dad, you know, kind of that friend dad aspect, you know, that Joe had. Yeah, no, it's so, it's so parallel. It's mm-hmm. incredible. All right. So what now for Charles Melton? This is a giant moment for you in a career. Your parents have got to be your whole family. So proud. Uh, And I saw that, you know, like you said, you call them backstage. They've been a part of every aspect of your life from your mom. I read in that great New York Times article, like driving you everywhere. I mean, you were really like it's such a beautiful story of support and encouragement. You've cracked open another layer, basically. Uh, I feel like as an actor, you you know, people 
they always say it takes like 10 years before you really make it or get in there. I mean, it takes a lot of work. There's no such thing as like an overnight success, right? And obviously the the years on Riverdale and getting this performance has kind of really cracked open a whole new world for you. I mean, how are you feeling about that? And what do you want for yourself next? I feel a lot of gratitude and just so grateful for, you know, those 23 days that I filmed in Savannah, Georgia with Todd, Julie, Natalie, everyone on our crew, all the people that I met, like that was the gift. And to experience that, I remember after we wrapped filming May, December, a little over a year ago, I was like, this, these are the kinds of projects I want to do. I just want to like, just dive deep and just stretch, go to places with a director like Todd Haynes, hopefully Todd Haynes. <laughs> and uh, so I'm just, there's, there's a lot of gratitude with everything. Mm, so great. All right, well, this season on the podcast, I'm asking everybody, what do you do on your day off? Like where would, what, what what's your favorite thing to do when you're not having to work and prep and act and do all that? Well, I love to go camping. I. Yeah, I recently went to the Sequoias to go camping. I have a Siberian Husky. Her name is Naya. She's so, she's so moody. She's so feisty. She's so independent. She's so needy. I love her. <laughs> we 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 go camping off the grid. I love doing that. We're going to go camping on the way to Kansas after things kind of slow down a little bit in December and spend like maybe six or seven days on the road just camping. But I really love doing that, watching movies. I play video games, FC 24, soccer game. And then I love the Philadelphia Eagles. I watch football. We're doing, we're 10 and one right now. Oh, I'm believe really me, I know. I live in a Philly household. I grew up in Denver, so I'm a Bronco oh. fan. So it's not been easy for me, although we're on a little bit of a streak. But my husband's from Philly. It's been a nail biter. So I am like, go birds. I, I love, uh, I, you shout it out to Bradley. That's that's a nice. And we that was so cool. <laughs> we talked about football too afterwards. Yeah. I was so, I was so excited. <laughs> it's huge that game uh wow that was crazy in overtime and whatnot but you know what a win is a win as they say it doesn't matter how ugly it is it's a win win is a win, win, is a win. and the broncos are doing good they're coming back you know yeah supposedly we're gonna go to the super bowl charles didn't you hear that have you been listening to radio <laughs> we've just no got to win no. every single game <laughs> No comment on that. No comment on that. <laughs> also, I love that you're, I grew up with a Siberian husky named Juno. So it's kind of perfect, but I love those camping routes. It is great to meet you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and congratulations again. The movie is just fantastic and you are just a revelation in it. So all that hard work paid off and just good luck with the rest of the season. Thank you so much. And Thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you. You're so cool. I, I really enjoyed this. Thank you. May, December is streaming now on Netflix. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Krista Smith, your host and creator of the show. Skip Intro is produced and edited by Isabel Arricchio and engineered by Dave Corwin. Special thanks to our coordinator, Alyssa Hillman. Please subscribe, rate, and review Skip Intro wherever you've been listening. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Krista Smith. If you enjoy the podcast, please go to NetflixQ.com for more. That's NetflixQueUE.com.